Yo, what's up, you guys? It's your boy, Cena Azari, on this beautiful Thursday, man. I love DJ Khaled. All I do is win. That song always fires me up, right? I mean, I'm pretty excited today because we, we, we got a special guest, but we also got a co-host guest that has made a trip out here from New York. And many of you guys already know him, but if you don't, you're definitely going to learn a lot more about him. He's out here for a, for a big conference that he's speaking at, Mr. Mario Eldon. How you been, Mario? Cena, Cena, Cena. I'm good, man. <laughs> Have you seen her? <laughs> Have you seen her? I've seen her. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, dude, your energy's fire, Mario. Thanks for making the trip out here. Join us in the studio today. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to introduce you guys, our guest. Um, this gentleman t served 10 years in the armed forces. Uh, I'm grateful for your service. Thank you so much. Came out from Indiana. Busy man. Has uh, joined network marketing early on in his entrepreneurial uh, career. Uh, yet through self-development, trial and error, he's a great mentor. Within three years, he built a team of over 4,000 individuals uh, with over $16 million of revenue. I mean, that's very impressive. Led his team to being number one in the East Coast and throughout the United States. Uh, but through his network marketing success, he's always wanted to be a financial advisor, help people uh, preserve and protect their legacies. So again, in 2012, he joined the industry in financial services built a team in that industry, also successful number one team in the Southeast region three years in a row. Uh, this guy's fire. If you guys don't know about him, you definitely want to research and learn a lot more about this man. He's also speaking on uh, Friday at the Disruptive Innovation Disrupt Tour in Huntington Beach. Mr. Ryan Yoakum. How you been, Ryan? What is up, y'all, man? I am doing great. Yoakum, man. I love that sound, by the way, man. I love that. You're doing great. That, what, what, the what, you, twang? What you, are you guys used to the twang? Hey, man. Well, let me tell you. Uh, the, the, We're the, gonna. The twang, huh? <laughs> We're about to. <laughs> well, Ryan, I appreciate you making the trip out here, man. I know you are, you are a busy individual, um, and fortunately, I've, I've been blessed to know you for probably, I'd say, about 10 years now or so. It's been a long time, man. So it's, it's good to reconnect with you. Yeah, man. The last time I was out here, I saw you. I mean, that's been forever ago. It's, so much change. It's, been, it's in, been a minute, Between man. both of us. And it's look been at a us. minute. I mean, it's, we are doing. It's been a minute. And I'm I, you excited know, for tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow's event is going to be so off the wall, crazy. It's going to be awesome. I, I appreciate it. And, and I'm looking forward to jumping into more about your segment and what you've been up to. Uh, yeah. So tell me, Ryan, I know you're, you're doing financial services. Um, tell me, how do you get into that stint of, of saying, I'm going to start managing money? Man, it's a long conversation with yourself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, No, really, in all honesty, I've always wanted to be a financial advisor. Um, I just didn't quite know how I was going to get there. And, you know, I went through a hard time um, I, between network marketing and figuring out what my next step was gonna be. Um, I had some pretty trialing times in my life and, and that's kind of what led me back to college. I just thought, what in the world am I gonna do? Let me just hang out of school for a while and figure out what I like, what I don't mm -hmm. like. And you know, luckily from the military career, they were paying for my college, so technically I needed the money. So I just thought, well, if I go sit in this class for a while in Fort Lauderdale, you get about 2,500 bucks a month, which allowed for me to play golf. Honest with you, <laughs> so I really wanted to play golf. I needed a place to live, so I went back to school. My and is actually my financial professor said I needed to get a real job, and um, that's when I started with an insurance company and kind of just really started learning the the skills in a in a long version of what I really wanted to be. And one day I made the the jump and just said, Hey, I'm gonna go take these certifications and see what it's all about. You know, and. Um, Four years later, five years later, here I am. 
So, and you've had a, a very successful run. You just mentioned golf. How's your golf game, by the way? Horrible. Horrible? Yeah, I, it was great when I didn't have a job. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome when I didn't have a job. Today, it's probably one of the worst on the course. Well, they say a lot of money and business is made out there on the greens, right? Mm. Hey, listen, they still are. It just I have a lot more time to talk because I'm constantly going left and right of the fairway. So I, I, I exaggerate. I make the game last instead of about three and a half hours. Strategically do that. Four and a half, five <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah, That's it may funny. be strategic. Yeah, I um, see you. If you ask me my high school buddies, it's definitely not. That's funny, That's funny man. That's funny. So, uh, Mario, are you much of a golfer? Uh, absolutely not, no. Absolutely. Have yeah. you golfed before? Uh, I have, but I wouldn't. I, I mean, you hated it, right? No, it's just like I always wouldn't really call it golfing. I, it's just more. Of like, it was more fuckery than anything because. Oh, I fuckery had, golfing! That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's a new trend. It's yeah. they're, they're starting in the Olympics. Haven't you heard? <laughs> so, so, so is you know being an RE? Do you not have clients that are like, hey, you know what? Let's let's talk about some deals, uh, you know, on the greens. Does that not take place out there? Uh, so far, no. New York, this New York is so um, on the go. There's no yeah, time for man. golf, they, right? They, Isn't they, that they, yeah, they're not, they're not like I, listen. Like they want what they want from you, and if you service them, you know it's the right way. They're they're gonna love you for it. But it's just like like a one and done, and it's up to you to keep that relationship going afterwards. But n nobody's gonna ask you to hey, like, so you want to golf later or something like that. It's like it's, it's like, all <laughs> restaurants and drinks over there, right? Yeah. My dad need to go to New York. Yeah, honestly, Have man. You been? Once. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. need to go again. Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's all that's all they do really in the city, is they go for like happy hour or they meet up for like you know these networking events, these entrepreneurship events, and it's like a bunch of dudes with an idea getting wrecked, <laughs> all <laughs> free beer and shit. You know. That's funny. Yeah, man. that's so. funny. So so tell me, uh, you've been in real estate for ten years. No, I've been in digital marketing. For 10 years. Digital marketing for yeah. ten years. My mistake. How how many years in RE? And RE now, I've been there for two years. Two years? Yeah. So do you, uh, other than the regret, regret of probably wishing you started earlier, I'm assuming, yeah. um, is there anything that you would have done different? Honestly, honestly, no. I, I see, man, I don't regret. I like that. So, yeah. so let me take that back. Yeah, I don't, I'll tell you why I don't regret, because I've literally tried everything that's ever came into my mind. I'm one sporadic, like, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, anything that comes to mind, man, I'm just going to go for it, and I'll deal with it when I get there kind of thing, you know? Like, I don't really think out um, about all the negatives. Um, I don't really think about anything at all, really. i tell you why, because... <laughs> I, no, I'll tell you why. No, seriously, i tell you, because, like, when I used to do it, like, when I first started doing that, and I realized this when I was, like, at a fairly, fairly young age, right? Um, I mean, I started working... I had to get my uh, working papers because I was too young to work. So I, I had to get my mom sign off mm -hmm. on this green piece of paper for you know so I can work. That's right from high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I started working at a Carvel. And in Indiana, it's just normal. They just make your ass work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing throw the state stats. I of wish hair. it was that easy, man. Yeah. I wish it was. Like, but anyway, my mom, my, my mom didn't care. We it's family. Yeah, yeah we, we, we didn't grow up, you know, with, with a lot of money. So she's like, yeah, sure, you're gonna go work. <laughs> so, so, so you're you're 14, I guess, at this time, getting this job. Uh, 15, that's the youngest. Okay, 15. like 15, 16, yeah, 15, going into 60, something like that. What, what was your first job? Uh, Carvel. I worked at an Which ice cream Carvel? shop. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm see, sorry. Yeah, see, you're saying so, Carvel as if like I'm an ice, ice cream fan. Yeah. I'm in California. <laughs> One, we don't have Carvel here. Second, I don't eat that. I might look like I eat a lot of ice cream, bro, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Man. No, it's no. cool. Carvel bro. is an ice cream shop. It's a, it's a chain. So Shout I, out I, to Carvel's, yeah. man. <laughs> so I started working there. and um, But yeah, so the reason why I don't think before I start something, or let's say I'm, like, if I'm passionate about something, I was really passionate about working because we didn't really grow up with a lot of money. So I was like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm going to go get a... I don't care if you pay me whatever. Like I'm gonna go work, and um, the reason why I don't think about all the negatives is because 
if you if you're if you're starting something right if you want to start something and then you're one of those people that sit there and you're like oh well, i'm gonna plan i'm gonna get myself ready you know i'm gonna get myself ready for this war i'm gonna get myself ready for this new endeavor but i i, I want to sit down and think about all the goods and the bads and like just so i could whatever bads that come my way i could just dodge it you know that's bullshit man you ain't dodging shit man you know what i mean and if you're gonna sit down if you're gonna sit down and think about all the negatives you're going to get disencouraged. Everything's going to have negatives, man. Everything's going to have bad... T- There's nothing at all that you can do in this world that, that involves you generating money that doesn't include some kind of bullshit in it, right? So if you're going to sit down and think about all the bullshit before you even start or put, or put like, your first foot front, you know, like forward, you're not going to start. Or when you do start, you're gonna be, you're gonna, like, your mind's going to be so clogged up and fogged up about like all the shit that could happen. You're not, you're, like, it's just not a good idea. An entrepreneur, you got to... You're just going to go for it, and then you're going to deal with it as it comes your way. I like that. So, you know, you just dropped the word entrepreneur, and I want to ask you, Ryan, what is the word entrepreneur? What does that mean to you? To me, entrepreneur is, is a very easy kind of answer, and that is somebody that steps outside of your normal realm of nine-to-five corporate bullshit and just goes out and does something. Right? I don't care if you're selling real estate, I don't care if you're selling insurance, I don't care if you're selling finance, but I'm talking about somebody that doesn't need a boss to tell them what to do. They don't need somebody to, to push your ass out of bed to get to work. They don't need to worry about holidays. They're not scared of 100% commissions. They're not, you know, they're not scared of life. And I think entrepreneurs aren't scared of life because that's where nine to fivers come in. That's where corporate world helps, right? We all need somebody to flip hamburgers. I love people that flip hamburgers, right? I mean, I, I eat burger. I, I love fat kid, right? Because I'm hungry all the time usually. <laughs> and and if I'm too. not eating, I'm drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you gotta do something. But but they, it's they going really, down in the studio today. They really make the world go round, and and it's we true. need Balance. those people. They, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. entrepreneurs are those ones that don't give up. You know what I'm talking yeah, you, about, yeah, right? I'm Mario Draw. You can stay. It's okay. Listen, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're tired of they're tired of the monotonous. They're tired of losing jobs. They're tired of yeah. never getting promoted. They're tired of not getting paid what they're worth. So they go out and create their own success, right? They go out and create lifestyles. They go out and help other people become successful. And that, to me, that's what entrepreneurship is. is Damn, bro, that's fire, bro. At first, so, I was like, man, I must ask a tough question, but you were like. No, I just don't know if I was going to be like down. the safe side or the all mindset yeah, exactly. side. No, yeah. 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 But you came all out with everything. And, and, and the all mindset sitting right behind me, and I was just like, I, I, here it goes, man. I'm no, man, you were, you yeah. were, you were, you, no, that, that is as real as it is, man. So, you know, talk about entrepreneur. I know both of you guys uh, are, are building your own deals, successful in your own right. Congratulations by that, uh, or congratulations on your success that you've been, been able to achieve but reality is there's a lot of hardships that comes along the way that most people don't see Uh, it's very easy to see people's success but then their failures uh, are are usually either hidden or those that just see the glamour don't recognize that so I want to ask you Mario being an entrepreneur building your real estate uh, you know clientele from scratch uh, two years you've done an amazing job because if I had not have known it looks like you've been doing it for a long time that's how on point your strategy is and your results Share with me what are, what are like maybe the, the the toughest moments for you, or what's been the toughest challenge you've had to overcome in building your real estate business. Uh, oh man, I I got so many answers for you, Sima. When it comes down to this, I don't even know if you want all of them. How about right? how about if you go back to your first three months and you were thinking about quitting or saying, "Man, did I sign up for the right 
opportunity did that ever go through your mind and if so what was the reason that you were feeling those doubts all right so in the beginning i, I wasn't at all actually i'll tell you why because in the beginning i started off with a small rental company it was a small boutique company in park slope in brooklyn right park slope is a neighborhood in brooklyn <laughs> shout out to park slope <laughs> aka the uh shout out carvo on the corner out there yeah yeah, yeah. There, there's actually carvo that's the um so i started off with the rental company and rental, so like when you when you do rentals man it's like crack money <laughs> it's just like it's quick man it's like because as soon as you jump in you can start making money right away because it's not as hard acquiring a rental listing as it is uh, a seller's listing you know what i mean like that that's the sauce man like that's that's money you know that that that's where you want to be <clears throat> so when i first jumped into the game i was a rental agent and um and i was so rent, so like you can make a lot of money with rentals like you can make like we were, we were pulling in um anywhere from like eight to ten thousand a month Right, doing rent, cool. doing rentals. And were you managing the properties, at, or just finding the? No, 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 not at all, man. These, these are like um, just apartments that are up for rent, and landlords are having a hard time getting them rented, and agents that they hired are having a hard time getting it rented because they're using you know Street Easy, and they're using Zillow.com, they're using all these like you know traditional, blah blah boring whatever. Um, and then I like, and then so I came in and I really um, I, I I just pushed it through social media. Right, and I, I did, and I did a lot of like um, reaching out. So like this, like a, like a naked apartments, for example, is one of the platforms that you use. Instead of waiting for them to come to me, I go, I reach out to them because I had that service where you can reach out to the renters that are looking. And then w when you say so, I had that service, you can reach out to the renters that are looking. What what do you mean? I mean to to the to the rookie listener that doesn't get it. How, how do you get? No, so 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 for example, like nakedapartments.com is is um is is a website where people where agents list apartments and okay. people go on and search sure. for apartments right so if you pay for a certain package right i think it's like whatever 20 something dollars a month um the highest package you have the opportunity to reach out to uh, uh prospects i see so, right so you had access to those leads right okay. right th that are looking okay so I, I would reach out to them with 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 um with similar apartments to their criteria and you know i would just i would just chase chase after them so I, I just took the initiative in that. So in the beginning, I wasn't really I had any kind of regret because I was making money, but it did consume the shit out of my life. I was I was working seven days a week, and um, in real estate, man, like honestly, like, people a lot of agents don't talk about it. I mean, but there's a lot of like bullshit and red tape, man, with like landlords and like uh, how picky they are for not okay reasons. You know what I mean? Like just like you just deal with a lot of that, you know, and just it, it just it uh, after a while it almost becomes ROI negative because. You you'll have like two three applications pending right in New York and then and then one little thing is like oh they have this oh they're oh they're that oh they're from where which oh, is technically I think illegal but okay hundred <laughs> percent of course yeah and we report the shit out right. of them right but somehow some way they still get away with it because sure. it's you know private homes sure. and, you know what I mean like sure. there's, there's always something man sure. like, it just it so like that's what I mean so like like sometimes where you have like ten deals in the pipeline. And they're all good, right? Great credit, right. great this, great that. They have savings, and at the end, for whatever reason, seven of them die, and you only walk out with three, right? You know, but you worked your ass like you should have got paid for because you did all the work. It was just the last step of the landlord saying okay, or at the lease signing, something goes wrong and they see something, they're like, no, never mind, you know. But it, dude, the craziest things ever happen when, when it comes down to that, you know. Just, just nitpick anything. This one guy says to me. Uh, he he didn't want to take a, a client for a really wrong reason, not okay reason, right? Definitely reported his ass too. Um, he was uh, he uh, he found 
credit score is like 730, right? It has like $70,000 in the bank savings, right? He generates like 100, 100K. And then um, he saw him at the lease signing and he's like, all right, well, this is like more of a meet and greet. It's supposed to be a lease signing. Right. Right. All right, whatever, guy. And then after that, the day after, he was like, oh, well, actually, in the, um, in the, in the credit report, I saw that he missed a T Mobile bill payment yeah. all the way back in 2000, whatever. Right. Like, dude, motherfucker. He's out. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how'd you even, like, 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 you creative son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I can't tell you anything after that, you know what I mean? But, like, damn, man, like, you're, like, you're disgusting. So, that's, that's why, that, that's what, that's what, you know, that's, that's one of the hardships about rentals. But the hardest part where I, like, where I, where I felt the most pain, Cena, was me transitioning from rentals into sales. That's which is, which is when, how long ago? That's painful. That was, um, Last year, like it was, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago, because you know, rentals is like stripping, man. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like, it's like you get used to that fast money, and it's just, it's just like it's, and it comes in really fast. I mean, you have to work your ass off for it, but it's just, it's not, it's not real estate at its like the, the true definition of real estate. You, you know what I mean? Sure. Did you have like a mindset change that made you do that, or what was that shift that really made you? You know, let me go from amateur to to where you are today. Because man, like like I'm saying, like you had ten pipe, like ten deals into the pipeline, right? And there's no loyalty in rentals, you know what I mean? Like, if, if like, landlords will, will promise you, um, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you'll have it, and, you know, you spit in the hand, and you shake, and it's, it's all good. And then, like, three days later, if it's not rented, they think something's wrong with you, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, like, dude, you have a studio apartment. You want, want $2,300 for it. It's literally a fucking box. Right. Right? It's worth $1,100. Like, you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault it's not getting rented. So, like, they give it out to, like, six other agents. Right. There's no loyalty. Right, and then, I, and then again, it just it just it just it's, it just consumes you and becomes ROI negative, like in the long run. If you're in real estate, by the way, short term, if you're if if you're just doing it on the side, dude, get in, do rentals, like it's great. If you're getting like a salary and you just want to do it part time to make an extra like two three thousand dollars a month or whatever, it's perfect for that. But if you're in this for the long run, like you want to be like if you want to stay in this game for like a while and make your money in it, you got to be a listing agent and strictly like. Um, homes like so, like homeowners that are trying to sell that that like that's that's that that, that that's the sauce man because honestly now actually the that's dynamic, the sauce yeah. that's, that's his line that's the that's sauce. The sauce. sauce exactly like that, so the thing is now now the dynamics of of buyers right is, is, is changing right so they're going online they're looking for homes to purchase right and then they see for example Zillow Zillow honestly to me is fuckery because like it's it, it show like it shows the listing and then it, on the on the right side it has like a bunch of agents with like awesome reviews but they're not the listing agent right and then they just give out leads like that. People, buyers are starting to catch on because I mean we're we're evolving in every th- in every single way every single day I mean like the in, like people research and like they can find anything like there's nothing it's just really transparent it's like. What do you put into Google to find out the right answer? That's all. That's all it really comes down to. So now the dynamic is changing to where before, the buyers were uh, putting an inquiry on Zillow, and then Zillow would send out, for example, let's say Cena, you're the listing agent, right? But I popped up on the right side because I'm in the same zip code and I'm paying for that zip code, so I'm right. getting that lead even though it's your listing, right? Right. So now they reach out to me in the past, and they would be okay with that because you know, like I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna represent them in their best interest to get, you know, um, to reach out to you and get this, you know, deal done. Now they're getting. Now they're asking when I get on the phone with them. Oh, are you the listing agent? 
what? Right. Like, right. Like, 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 is that important? I mean, you, I'm, I'm you mean like it's completely anyways. irrelevant to them. Right. But now the dynamic is changing to where they're starting to understand that, like, the algorithms, the how the algorithms work, right? right? Which is crazy, like, for them to actually like know that because right. they're not in the game. So, are you? I know you said Zillow is uh, fuckery. Are you a um, client of theirs? I mean, do you market on Zillow? No. Okay. No, no I mean, I, I do market on Zillow, like, 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 because some zip codes they, they let you advertise free apartments. Okay. But not not any not any homes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like apartments. Yeah, and if I could, if I could rent. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like there's some prime neighborhoods that you can't, um, that you have to pay. So you're still doing rentals too. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. Again, I'm not. So it's not my main focus. You know, so like, 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 my most of my focus goes to prospecting sellers, right? And then I give like five percent to rentals. I mean, if it comes my way, I'm not gonna say no to it. If it falls into my lap, because because I built I built a brand around rentals, like people know that I know like what to do, and I take it very seriously. Like professional pictures, I do open houses for like big rentals. Like, I go in. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't just put up on the internet. Like, right? Yeah. Like nobody's calling. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, no. I. You know, if it's a big listing, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this shit rented for you. You know. So um so like they, now, now, now so going back to the to the whole buyer thing they call you up and like oh are you the listing agent and they think that by getting to the listing agent they're gonna get a better deal, but that's stupid. I tell you why it's stupid. It makes no sense because if you're if you're if you're dealing if I'm the listing agent right and you and you want to get to me because you're thinking you get a better deal out of me you're sadly mistaken dude because the guy that's paying me that that signed the contract with me is the homeowner. I'm gonna have his best interest all day long. Yeah, you're reaching out to me like I like, I'm gonna tell you whatever like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the highest price for him. Right. You have a better chance coming with Cena, the buyer agent, coming sure. to me, right? The listing agent. Now, because now, now now I don't know what's going on on the other end. Right. You know what I mean? I'm right. not a dual agent at that time, right. so I don't know what's going on, on the other end. So now Cena could with his negotiating skills as an agent. You know sure. what I mean? Like that's a, that's that that's something that they have like a buyer can have over the listing agent. But now that now that's changing and like. In the future, if you want to be really successful and like really, really relevant, make a lot of money, you're gonna need to really like be a kick-ass listing agent because it, that's where it's that's what it's that's what it's gonna gear down to. I like that. So yeah, go for power. the listing. So you know, and and I appreciate the detail and sharing with uh, those real estate agents that are trying to start. The keyword right there is uh, get as many listings as you can, become a listing listing agent, and also a uh, side note is to make the money earlier, get into rentals. Yeah, start rentals on. is great, man. If you want, if you want to get some money into the door and get some, like, because you don't have like an advertising budget or whatever, you want to, you know, because it costs money. Really, it's starting your own business. It's literally without like the brick and mortar, you know, or without an online store or whatever, or sure. without all the bells and whistles, you're starting your own business from scratch. Like, absolutely. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. So, uh, talking about starting your own business, um, Ryan, I know that as a financial advisor, you have your own book of business. Um, you've gone through the ups and downs. How many years you, you've, you've been financial advising now for how many years? Since 2012. Since 2012. So 2012, you get your uh, variable licenses. Yep. And a few years later, the DOL drops this uh, fiduciary rule that now they've gotten rid of. But I'm assuming as a financial advisor, the DOL rule, that was in your that was working in your favor, I assume, right? It, I mean, it was in our favor. I mean, it, you know, they were looking out for the best interests of, of really everybody. I mean, right. it had a lot to do with what the advisors were doing and saying and, and really putting their clients monies but it was also protecting the clients you know from making sure that they were taken care of in the right way right I mean, it was it was a hard fine line for us to really grasp and follow through compliance had a huge say so in right. what we were doing and what we weren't doing um, but it it certainly you know I don't know for me if it really stopped my business growing 
it just prolonged the hours that I had every day. Because of the extra work you had yeah, to do. Yeah, you know, more paperwork, more notes, more proving what you're doing is the right thing you're doing and why. And so are you are you a fee-based advisor, or do you mix the two? It, I, I mix the two, okay. right? It depends on, it depends on the client. I mean, you know, luckily I'm in a position to where I – I honestly do what's in the best interest for the client. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, I don't just force mutual funds because I need to make money on a commission base. I don't force money management because, you know, I think it's going to help me in any given way. It, you know, I give the option to every client. You know, I let them decide on, you know, how long they plan on keeping the money. If, if they're only going to keep the money for me for two years and move it, geez, you know, I mean, uh, listen, it is what it is. I don't really care anymore. Right. Like, I'll take it for the two years and you can go to Edward Jones. Like, <laughs> Have fun, dude. You like, know, drop 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 in yeah. the name of a competitor. How competitive is it for one FA uh, to another? Because I know majority of your business, uh, or, or maybe I shouldn't guess this, but some of your business is placing funds from bank type accounts like CD savings checkings into a managed type vehicle. But how much of your business is actually a catting and seeing another advisor or another broker taking care of funds that you're like, you know what? I can do a better job. Let's move it over. Yeah. Percentage-wise, I mean, you're, you're doing more of that, right? Because the money's already placed with somebody. Is that more common than the savings check-in bank so, money? So, yeah, not for me. I mean, I don't really do a whole lot of ACATs okay. except from the clients that refer their friends over. Right, go, because you did a good what job. What the hell are you doing? Like, right. You know, good all I you, do man. is hear about this and hear about that. And, you know, my, I don't even hear from my advisor, you know. And, you know, luckily I live out in the boondocks, right? So, I mean, I got – I'm writing policies at horse shows. I'm writing policies in the horse barn. I'm going out and getting wow, eggs man. for my clients that raise chickens, That's right? Cool, I'm man. buying meat from guys that raise cattle. So wow. for me, it's just what kind of that world, industry that, That's cool. that I, I connect with, right? You know, I mean, I wear shit kickers for a reason. It's because a lot of times dress shoes don't work, yeah. you know, or the, you know, and, and we've really locked down a lot of factories out there, which has been a really cool thing. That, that's kept me from going out and prospecting on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we have some, you know, it's the Midwest. I mean, it's a lot of steel factories. Is there, are they union out there too? Or? Yeah, a lot of them are union, but okay. they've still been affected by a lot of these tariffs that are going on right uh-huh. now. You know, they're wondering, they were just kind of getting going back again and these tariffs hit them and they weren't quite sure what's going on. But regardless, like we've been out in that area quite some time and we've really worked with our HR department that we haven't quite 100% locked them down, but we've been in there long enough that when they retire, they're coming. What's the, right? top, what's the top three challenges uh, you'd foresee or advise a new, new FA that wants to join the industry or make that transition? What's the top three things that you'd say you're dealing with on a consistent basis or you need to master how to so I would, overcome? You know, to, to really build a practice, number one is you have to understand what they want, right? I think a lot of people get into sales and they're worried about them, right? Oh my God, I'm 100% commission. Or even, you know, a lot of advisors, they're going to be all like a small salary, most commission, but salary isn't paying a Verizon you know what I mean? Verizon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Verizon's they didn't pay that guy's Verizon, yeah. I'll tell you that. I mean, so my whole point in that is, but I think a lot of people get into, whether it's whether it's financial services or whether it's insurance or whether it's network marketing, right? A lot of people get into and go, this is what I need to make, this is what I need to sell, right? But if you just kind of, if you take that mindset shift and you really focus on what every person you sit in front of does or what they need, right, you're going to do okay. So I would say the first thing is figure out the mindset. The second thing is learn how to prospect, right? And I, and I know we're going to detail into a lot of this tomorrow, sure. whether it be the old prospecting where you just pound out the phones every day long or you're sending mailers or, 
you know, I'll, not that it's not effective. It's just sure. not nearly as effective as what we're going to cover tomorrow within the social well, media the, area with getting out and really knowing how to mingle with people. Right. And, and I don't, so I don't want to dig into a lot of that in the podcast. Sure. Um, but that's second, right? And third is know your products. You, you, you know, I think a lot of people, no, I don't think on this. Yeah, you know. I, I right. know it, right? right? I was in the management side of another company for a very long time. People right. go out and sell shit, right? They sell products that aren't in the best interest. They sell products that they have no idea how they work. They just know enough to where that person's like, oh, yeah, sure, that sounds good, well, right? Said, but yeah. when they go to use that shit, it doesn't work, right? Well, or said. when they need the funds, the funds aren't there. Wow. Or when they go out to close their accounts, they get charged all these damn fees, right? Wow. And that's a hard thing for somebody because if you already put them in a shit product and then they can't use it, right? You're good, dude. Forget about it, right? It takes so many years to build a great reputation, yeah. and it takes minutes hours or minutes to destroy it. Yeah, well. So said. make sure that you, you know, and, and it's because they're lazy, right? They want to get into this and they want to have fast success. Well, <laughs> all three of us know that shit. That shit doesn't happen, right? right. I mean, I. I failed so many years that it was just ridiculous. Of, I didn't know if I was ever going to make it. I mean, so much. I know Cena, I told the story. I, I don't know you so much. I lived out of my car for a few days, right? For longer than a few days because, I mean, you know, I had so much success, but I failed my way up to that. And then, and then I. I, I love how you just word that, man. Dude, you I failed, failed. You failed your way up to success. I thought I failed my way up to success. No, and that's then, cool, man. And then I fell right off the side of that fucking mountain when I forgot what I was doing the right uh, way. Yeah. And, and it humbled me quick because, listen, I lived out of my car for a while, so I had to restart over. And it, I think it was, you know, when you hit rock bottom there, when you, when, you, when you literally live out of your car and you don't have nobody to turn to, you really have a shift to go, all right, man, I learned that lesson. But I know what I need to do and just rebuild and do it. You know, sometimes you do it in a different industry. But what a fascinating story. And, right and I, I know you're, you're very humble, but it's amazing to hear that story and know now you're wearing boots that were probably worth more than the car you lived out of during that time. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty wild, man. I just want to, I want to commend you, bro. It's, it's cool yeah, to laugh man. about it, bro. But yeah. a lot of people can relate to what you're saying and might, might be there or even be going to the path of, of potentially, you know, trying to build a dream in a business and not having the money to do it. So congratulations, Ryan. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, Ryan, I know as an FA, are you able to service individuals outside of your state? Are you licensed in multiple states? Yeah, so I'm licensed actually in, well, I was in four states, but I, I canceled one because I didn't have a lot going on out there okay. right now because I'm so focused on the Midwest. So so Indiana, Illinois, and then I, you know, because I was down in Florida for so long with the previous company, I have a, a ton of clients. I keep it down there. Plus, dude, Indiana gets cold, so I got to have a place to go for two times out of the year. <laughs> yeah. So for those listeners that, that pick up on this and hear or are looking for a financial advisor, what states could you service? Say that one more time. Yeah, so I can service any state. Let me be very correct. Okay, good. It takes me less than 12 hours to get my license activated in any given state. I have everything I need. Every broker-dealer that I work with offers I mean, literally, I have something like 6,000 products that we offer between cool, the different things. Cool. Um, opened up, if you break it down, it's really 80-some thousand. Um, but, yeah, so it doesn't matter. If you're in a state and you need help, I'd say, number one, call me. I'll always give you free advice, right? Where, where, where can the listeners find you at? They can find me on Instagram. It's, it's, my, it's backwards, right? My name's Ryan Yoakum, but on Instagram, I don't know why I set it up that way. That's why all right. It's Yoakum hey, Ryan. Different. Why not? Uh, Facebook's Ryan Yoakum. Y-O- C-U-M. Y-O-C-U-M, Ryan. Ryan, R-Y-A-N. But you can find me on the social media stuff. But if you do reach out to me, listen, I 
I, number one, I'm going to give you free advice, right? Because I want you to go out, and if you want an advisor that's local, you want somebody you can sit down with that you don't want to have to do a webinar with, listen, I'm cool with that. You know, I, I was telling somebody today, I can't remember, I've talked to everybody I've seen today that's about cool. this Good stuff. That's cool. Good for you, man. Um, that, you know, a couple years ago, I started a goal where, where I just wanted to help poor people financially that were struggling, but they had to promise me I wasn't going to be their advisor, right? Because I want to give them advice, but I want them to give me the bullshit reason of why it didn't work. I want to give, I want them to give their advisor the bullshit reason it didn't that's work. Cool. I just want to guide them right. So if that's you, man, listen, I'm looking for. I got one more left this year. That's I'm already working with three people. That's free, and they already got their own advisors working with. So hit me up. That's a good that, deal, man. That that's a good awesome. deal. If you don't jump on that, stop smoking. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Put it down. So I want to. I want to. Uh, make a small transition to, to disruption. The term disruption has been thrown uh, around f from my uh, sort of observation in so many different areas, industries, facets. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the, the term many times. Mario, what does disruption mean to you? Like what, what, when you hear that, what, what, what goes through your mind? Oh man, so many things. I'm just, I'm like, I'm like packed with energy all the time. Like my mind just like comes out with like a billion answers. Um, well, the first thing that came up to my mind, actually, I'm just gonna shoot it out to make my my life easier, is the words um, strategic innovation. So people talk about innovation, and actually, I learned, I picked that up from Tony Robbins. I like that. I'm a, I'm a licensed strategic innovation awesome. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so That's like, cool. yeah. So I picked that up from him. Strategic innovation is different than innovation because strategic innovation is when you're the first to do it. Right, and you when you're when you're the first to do something, yeah. um, you're always going to be known for that. You know, what I mean? like there's so many t examples. Uh, the, the latest example that I could throw out right now is I don't want to be able to uh, say like you know like Nike and Apple and all those generic ones that everybody always mentions, which are, I mean I, they are legitimate excellent examples. Um, like Bitcoin, for example. How many cryptocurrencies we got going on now? Forget about it, bro. It's, Forget about it. There's so many. So, but Bitcoin was the first to market, and it's always gonna, it's always gonna be, in my opinion, right? This is an opinion because I know a lot of cryptocurrency guys out there probably chop my head off for talking something wrong. Uh, I think Bitcoin is, you know, it's the first to come. And it's gonna be always on top. So, um, that's strategic innovation, and also, this is gonna sound a little bit lame because it's, but I, I can't emphasize on it enough. It's um, uniqueness, right? Being you. Because nobody else can imitate that but you. So the more you bring out the you inside of you, right? If that makes sense. The more you bring that out, the more you surface that. I'm the, like forgetting Sarah Marshall stuff right there, yeah, bro. <laughs> the louder you make that, right? The more destructive you'll be. Because you can't imitate that. You know what I mean? You can't. That, and that's why, that's why like video is so great because people can copy your copywriting. People can copy your post. People can copy your style of whatever, of posting, of, of, of picture taking, of, of word play, whatever, verbiage. But they can't copy. You, like, they can't imitate. Like, video is different. Video is you. So, like, and the more you are yourself on video, the more you – but not just yours. Like, be completely you. Like, the kind of you that you wouldn't – that, that, that you would feel – like you know, like you know, you know like that you that you are embarrassed to bring out of people because like you have to like control like you know like some kind of like control parameters because you don't want to bring it all out because you know like you might get judged or whatever. That's the kind of you I'm talking about. That that's what you need to bring out because at the end of the day, you bring that out, and that's gonna be the, the most like the the coolest filtering system ever because that's gonna attract the people that are actually genuinely gonna follow you, love you, like you, interact with you, engage with you, and support you, right? Pure authenticity. Dude, that's so good because 
not to cut you off, but no, no you know problem. What I mean, obviously, I don't have a you did, filter, but it's okay. right? Yeah, no, I did, but <laughs> it's gonna connect with your stories because the the reason I say that is because being you is so honest and so sincere with your clients is that when I when I made that transfer from the previous company, right, and I started talking to clients. I talk to clients like I'm talking on here today, right? I mean, I'm very honest, I'm very straightforward, I'm brutally honest, right? And I have zero filter with my mouth. So they're like, oh my God, you can't talk to these people like that, you know, we're way out here in this area, it's never gonna work for you. Fucking look at me, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, success yeah. is ridiculous and they, yeah. they hate the Way fact to stay humble, bro, I like that. So anyway, go ahead. But I mean, we all are, I mean, there's a whole group of us out there that are killing it. But of course, yeah. I'll play with you, man. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so, so, so let me let me ask you, Ryan. Um, tell me from I know you're you're going to be a speaker providing value at the Disrupt Tour uh, on June first. Um, as also an attendee that's going to be spectating, what what do you expect to take away from it yourself? Yeah. So for me, right when when I thought about speaking here, it, it was difficult for me, right, because it has a lot to do with the social media. Thank you for your commitment to too, by the way, though. Yeah. Um, and I don't use, right? I, I mean, sure. if anybody goes to my social media, I, I don't use it for marketing or sure. branding like a lot, lot of people do. I don't have thousands of followers, right? Sure. I use it specifically to stay in contact with my clients, right? My family, my clients, my friends, right? Lately, which as is, time which has is just gone as important because a lot of people don't at all. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I, I think over the last year, we were just kind of, Mario and I were just talking about this, is I have, I have honestly tried to reach out to individuals that in my area that have either started a new business and or are in the same career, right? Because number one, I want to learn what they're doing if they're, if they're a financial advisor. I want to see what they're doing that I like. I want to see what they're doing that I don't like. And two, if they're starting a new business, I honestly want to know what their businesses are, right? I want to know what they like, what their struggles are, and I want to stay in touch with them because within two or three months, if they're having success, I want to be able to help them. And, but I want that connection, right? But I want to learn what, what, I, what I'm not good at, right? And a lot of times you hear the cliche of you don't know what you're good at until you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Or, and I know that I don't use social media to its potential, right? Honestly, you do though. Like what you just explained right now is literally the core, right? The heart that of social media and people people have this like they get, they get misconstrued like oh like it's, it's it's like oh you have to post at this time you have to post two three times a week and you have to post bye bye and, and then you have to get these likes and you have to answer but what you're using it for is literally like what social media is like built for is to connect with people and to make connections because it's, it, that it was built instead of like having to go to like meet them in person and it, it, it's like it's like it's a shortcut almost and you're i mean you're using it in a way that most people need to start including myself like if i would if i were to do what you do alongside what i would do it would be like a perfect strategy yeah but it's just a lot of work so it's I, a lot of time i want to learn that though right is that if from what i get out of the event is i want to learn yeah. the live stuff i want to learn the branding stuff you know and i know my strengths and my weaknesses right and i know that's some of my weaknesses so i i honestly look for millennials to help me out on the on the side or, or however you, you're a millennial too bro yeah how, how yeah, you right? how yeah you're right. I am a millennial. But I mean, the, Look, yeah, the right. twenty-year-olds that cool, that grew up using this stuff that doesn't know any difference that that they're all they're That's live cool. on Instagram twenty-four hours That's a day. Cool. I want to learn that stuff, and and I I'm looking forward to not only speaking but certainly walking away 
with just as much information as the audience that's coming to listen as well. Amen. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us are. Yes. I like that. Yes. I like that. Well, uh, you know, I, I do value again, uh, appreciate you, uh, Ryan, for coming out as well as you, Mario. Briefly, Mario, for, for our listeners, one, you, you're active in New York. Yes. Um, where could where could people who are picking this up in New York that are looking for a, a professional, successful realtor, real estate agent, find you? Where can they find you out there? Man, you could do a quick Google search, Mario Eldon. Google and search. Yeah, okay. and, and I'm like I take up the first page because of all the <laughs> all the shit that Good. I put out. I like that, man. Right? Or if you want to reach me directly, quickly without any you know any obstacles, at Mario Eldon, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. At Mario Eldon, yeah. Mario so M A R I O Eldon E L D I N. I like that, man. So uh, you guys heard it right here, All Mindset Studio. We got Mario Eldon, real estate mogul, Mr. Ryan Yoakum, coming out from Indiana, New York. In effect, these guys are at Disruptive Innovation Friday, June 1st at the Pasea. We're going to have to end it with this one segment piece. Before we do, I want to recognize and thank Excel Testing uh, for definitely supporting this event. If you guys are in, looking to get licensed in the financial services business or if you're an agency builder, Excel Testing will take care of you. Look them up, Excel Testing Solutions. And uh, also Mutual of Omaha. Mutual of Omaha, they have been a huge supporter and partner in this event. And they're a great company. Um, Ryan, I know you as a financial advisor. You have experience working with, with them and their products. Dude, I love Mutual of Omaha. I love right? that, man. I do them all the time. I saw the eyes I light up right when that. I said that. Yeah, yeah. you know, Mutual of Omaha uh, Advisors, amazing company out in Nebraska. Thank them for the support. I appreciate you guys, gentlemen. Be safe. You're going to crush it uh, at the event. I'm looking forward to seeing can't you. Wait, and uh, God bless to continued success to you guys and your camp, man. We're going to end it with the – what do you guys think about the new freezer challenge? Is that new to you guys, or you know what's up with that? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Mario, you got it or no? No. What the hell's a freezer challenge? Hey, you're going to have to look it up. <laughs>